0: This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts.
1: Hello, welcome to Pints and Politics UK, episode 24, part 2. Yes, that's right, part two. I've never, ever, ever, I can officially say this, gone on for as long as myself and Gus did on a podcast. This was pushing two hours, which is almost double the usual length of a Pints and Politics podcast. So I've split it into two parts. This side of the podcast looks a lot at cancel culture from both angles, and there's a little bit about Donald Trump and some crazy things he's been up to at the end but again please do listen of course but also leave a rating or leave a review and if you could subscribe that would mean a great deal to me and a great deal to uh, the people who have been on pints and politics uk with me like gus and like adam so yeah enjoy part two everyone something i was thinking about this week really cancel culture because someone brought it up it's always been brought up every week. Cancel culture this, cancel culture that. We think of cancel culture, Gus. Is it—is it a myth? Is it not a I myth?
2: Think, I think it's real. It's real. I, think it, I don't think it's real in the sense... Uh, I don't think perhaps for online or people in the public eye, I think it would be relatively hard for one of us two to get cancelled, maybe, just because people generally don't care. <laughs> um like not to not to be harsh, but like you know unless they, unless they really want to go out out of their way to to make you lose your job or to to harass you online or something, then people generally just don't bother um i think the cancel what's weird is the cancel culture to me seems to be focused on or not focused on but it seems to impact the most people who are perhaps uh, in the middle politically have some right wing views and have some left ha- left wing views who mm. make mistakes mm. um rather than people who fully spread right wing right wing views right wing propaganda who openly admit uh to to believing right wing things like Nigel Farage has never been cancelled no but he's probably said he well he's almost certainly said worse things than uh arguably what Piers Morgan said. I think um
1: well, Nigel Farage wouldn't be given a hosting position. You wouldn't have thought on something like Good Morning Britain on ITV News no. Channel. He wouldn't be given a BBC News hosting position.
2: There was he no official have, cancelling though. He does anyway. have
1: a GMB News uh, GB News, sorry, the new channel. He actually has a show on that um GB News. And to be fair, despite Nigel's views, he is a somewhat charismatic host and he does have natural hosting ability. So, you know, I suppose he also had LBC, didn't he? Had an LBC show before that was, I think that was, that might have actually been a cancellation, to be fair, on LBC's part. I think he said something that he probably shouldn't have, but No, actually, when I think of that kind of side of it, if someone's lost a position there, I just generally think it's by being a bit of an idiot, you know, with things that you say. I mean, when people have that platform, you've got to use it, you know, you're influencing a lot of people. A lot of people look up to you. Some people without the same education as you. Some people without the same opportunity as you. And they listen to you and they take your word as law. Now, obviously, when you do scaremongery speech, Like Katie Hopkins, like Nigel Farage, like and they don't do it all the time. I've heard Nigel Farage speak and I've I have agreed with some things Nigel Farage has said. I I don't agree with him most of the time. Ninety percent of the time. But sometimes I will do sometimes I do agree with him. But the problem is it's not about you cancel you get cancelled because of the fear that you can cause Serious harm with your word, another great example will be Donald Trump. Donald Trump made so many claims without any real hard, concrete evidence that these claims were true, and those claims were done on social media, reached millions and millions and millions and millions of Americans who were big, diehard fans of his, and those words cause violence they cause rioting, they cause division so. In that sense, from the right-wing perspective, I think a lot of the cancel culture in terms of cancelling that voice is really to stop escalation, to stop violence. But the most important thing, it's not cancelling people of similar views, it's cancelling people of those views in positions of authority where those views can stick onto people and influence, you know, really bad things. That doesn't mean Barry from the local shop who has 50 followers on Facebook, uh, 50 friends and I don't know, 20 followers on Twitter, you know, he can say what he wants to his friend. No one tells him what to do. No one's policing his language. No one's telling... He can say anything he wants so long as he's aware of the consequences of that. No one's cancelling him. No one's going to tell him yeah. he can't say anything. He just needs to know that if he does, someone might not like it. And they have the right not to like it because otherwise you're cancelling their opinion. But what I mean is it's the state of the authority of the person saying it. And the person who says it needs to have more understanding of the implications of what their words have on a wider scale. That's what I think.
2: Yeah, I think that's sort of why, uh, yeah, like I said before, it's only really for people who are in the public eye. Anyone who has a platform has a responsibility to to maintain the platform as best they can. Yeah. I think the problem, the, the problem I have with uh, cancel culture, or at least what I've seen of it from particularly, let's say, new age entertainers, Okay. let's say. Uh, people on Such as? video sharing platforms. Okay. Like um, TikTok maybe, or Instagram? Like TikTok, or YouTube, or Instagram. It's like a circus almost. Like they get cancelled, yes, and then they just sort of carry on, and everyone forgets. Um, on, give give, me,
1: give me an example, give me an so, example.
2: So, okay, so this is an example of a singer, perhaps, uh, Doja Cat. Meow, um, <laughs> she, <laughs> she got exposed for um, having some very racist, very homophobic. Tweets and also some videos of her saying certain things. Right, got cancelled. A few weeks later, everyone loves her again. Right, everyone's just forgotten about it, and it's someone else. See, so it's like it doesn't actually do anything; it just gives everyone a little bit of a scare. Yeah, puts you in puts puts you in high profile, and then everyone just sort of moves on.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's a bit like when Piers Morgan claimed he was cancelled by uh, Good Morning Britain. He actually he actually left the job. Of his own accord, and then wrote yeah. about it, and got a column in the Daily Mail to write about it, and probably paid him a lot of money to write about it. Then he goes on Fox News and tells everyone I was being cancelled, and then he goes yeah. on, you know, he goes on other platforms and tells everyone I was being cancelled. He writes a book, you know, the books, co- the books around. Um, I forgot what it's called actually, but obviously it's written by Pierce Morgan, and that comes, a- that's out around the time of the controversy, and so. You're right. I think there's a lot of opportunity where you claim to be cancelled and all of this, and then suddenly there's always going to be someone that takes you up. Like people – it was really interesting. When GB News – I'll repeat again for any uh, uninitiated, GB News is essentially like America's Fox News. I don't think it's actually quite that bad, to be fair, but it's more right-leaning than other news channels, and it opens itself up to more debate. I've seen a few – actually, to be honest, I've seen a few episodes of the actual – uh, production qualities a bit and it, it could require work but I actually think some of the debates are, are are worth listening to Um, but again with I'm trying to think of the point I was just going to make then I'm just thinking about the production quality but uh, with GB News that's an example of a right-wing uh, news channel that came out and they said oh there's not you know this will be cancelled you can't have right-wing news channel we're different we're this the media's not right-wing the Daily Mail's right-wing the Daily Telegraph's right-wing the Sun's right-wing these are all newspapers in, in Britain that are quite right-wing orientated. In fact, the majority of the tabloid press and the uh, well, the majority of the newspaper press in Britain, I would say, is right-wing politically, many of whom okay. support the Conservatives. And then the news channels are generally, I think, quite centre. And then a lot of people on the right say, oh, the, 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 the news channels are left. Well, I promise you, they're not, because last time Labour ran with Jeremy Corbyn doing a left-wing um, orientated um, campaign, they didn't get much great coverage on the BBC, nor did the Conservatives get a whole heap of praise either. But again, you know, I just think that was because it was quite a central-based
2: news yeah, platform. I think, I think with the news channels, people on the left say that they're too right-wing and the people on yeah. the right say they're too left-wing. Yeah. And that probably means they're in the middle.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I've said this before, yeah, I have absolutely said this before. But we talk about cancelling as well on a different scale, where it's just – and we both talk about this – and. and talk about it on the right and the right side, but then on the left as well, the left wanted to shut down any alternative opinions or debate on situations about progressive politics. And that can be quite frustrating as well because they seem to be, hypothetically, 10 years ahead of the curve when it comes to progressive values and progressive ideology. They seem to know everything about minority situations and every little intricate detail about certain movements. Whereas, and we aren't in any way, shape, or form moderate right, thinking people but then if you try to debate them or discuss it sometimes they even get offended by the fact that you think in any way shape or form differently to their blueprint of this is how you think you think anything else you're a fascist you're a racist or you're a xenophobe or whatnot and that's just that's a different kind of cancelling that's just that's why that's why there's such a a disliking i think to people
2: on the left for the other reason I, I think so. I think it's the, the unwillingness to listen and explain rather than just say it, it's sort of from a position morally. Uh, much the, better. Yeah. The the majority morally is it's it's much better. Yeah. There's no debate in that. But the fact that it's morally better means that a lot of people on the left feel they don't have to justify it. Yes. or They don't have to. There can be absolutely zero reason because it's right. Um I feel like a lot of a lot of left
1: wing hardcore left left I'm gonna go hardcore lefties because you know I, I I am more left leaning anyway than right leaning. Just no, I am. But um the the lefties for me generally come from I might be stereotyping a bit here, but middle class, well fairly well off family, probably got educated background gone to a good school gone to a good college probably gone to university they've come back they have a nice well-educated family and in that situation you probably can't picture why people would have a different opinion to you because all of your experiences of progressive values you're well-educated you've got a family that thinks more in a modern sense but if you got someone who was from a working class background in an area that wasn't as up to date with education it was a rougher school you've not gone to university and you've gone through i don't know you've got a different path in life you just went straight into work there's not a chance that they're going to have the same thoughts and ideas as someone and if they had a conversation you know
2: they have different priorities they have to care about different things they've got different lives um i always find it quite funny how uh, yeah, perhaps the people who are very left-leaning are more often than not middle-class white people from the suburbs. Um, yeah, I yeah. I always find that quite uh, yeah. an interesting uh, an interesting demographic. Yeah, um, I forgot what I was going to say now. I was going <laughs> to. Um but yeah I think uh oh I was going to say yeah this is what I was going to say so we've got an edit button <laughs> I can get I can get really annoyed I I can I try not to because I know it's bad for me it's bad for everyone to just <laughs> really, really to get annoyed yeah. But, yeah but um some of the stuff I see stuff often that political stuff that really annoys me mm. um but on the if I see something really racist Yes, it does annoy me and it does upset me. Yes, I just think that person's just an idiot. Yes, but on when it I see me on the, when I see someone on the left, uh, being patronising, not yeah. listening to anyone's issue, not you know, if someone's being blatantly racist, they're being blatantly racist. But if yes. someone on if someone on the right has a point that perhaps has some legitimacy and maybe it's a f- it's delivered in a fairly unpolished way yeah but the point still has some legitimacy and it gets yeah. mocked uh, belittled demeaned shouted at laughed at uh by someone on the left wing who just doesn't even listen they just instantly try and go for the defense that annoys me too because like you know they the the left wing uh person's in a position where they're educated they should be able to listen they're more than likely in the morally right standpoint or at least more morally right mm. um but then it's just the whole thing well oh i don't have to justify it to you yeah kind of thing. i know yeah. i'm right so so you need to just get on just get with the program kind of thing
0: well yeah 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 I mean,
1: we were talking about it. Well, you said to me before you listened to someone who I listened to a bit, Jordan Peterson, you heard something that he said. Now, he's a moderate right wing thinker generally, but I actually think, while I don't agree with everything that he says. There are certain elements of it that I would agree with and do think he talks well. And the art of debate really is something that both sides uh, who scream cancel culture at each other and feel like they're victims of cancel culture really should um, be be more open to doing it. Owen Jones, who is, as as I noted before, left-wing journalist, um, left-thinking journalist, sorry. He recently interviewed a a very right-wing political candidate, George Galloway, who was running for the Batley and Spen um, seat in the by-election, which he didn't get. But because he interviewed him and gave him the time of day and listened to what he had to say... Owen Jones was called a traitor, an idiot you, you know he do, he doesn't want labor to win he's supporting a very you, you know racist xenophobic viewed individual and again it's it's almost as if the, the, that that toxic tribalism and the the problem really that as to why council culture comes about in many ways while I think again people are quite rightly cancelled in certain instances for using a platform, like I said, right at the start to cause potentially violent and and divisive situations. When we go away from that element and the idea of having a conversation, like you said, and and cancelling the other person because you don't fully agree on stuff, it's also quite sad when you get someone talking from the left to the right and then the people who are friends with him on the left say, what are you talking to them for? Why are you talking to that person? They don't have the old views. The best... Form of education is to listen and read other views than your own, because not only will that add more nuance to any argument that you make or any view that you currently have, but it also makes you a more well-rounded individual and a and a a stronger someone with a stronger perception of how the world actually works. Instead of shouting your own rhetoric in your own echo chamber of five or six people who all have the same opinion. And then you cry when it doesn't work in a general election and the other team wins. And you go, How did that happen? And you've got to realize echo chambers are very, very, very small.
2: I, yeah, I have, I have seen a lot on Instagram and Twitter and various other social media outlets about, oh, make sure you're not in an echo chamber, particularly with, uh, to do with sort of like the rise of, uh, or not necessarily the rise, but potentially um sort of trying to increase um the sort of pre- presence of uh feminism particularly among men um make sure you're not in an echo chamber make sure you know but it always seems to be oh on if you if you have right leaning opinions or you have opinions that aren't perhaps uh, informed about the same issues then an echo chamber is bad but if you're on the left the echo chambers, what everyone seeks out. yeah, Kind of thing. You know um,
1: what? I, I love, I hope you're not listening to this. I love my first year flatmates, and I do. And I won't name them by names, they probably know who they are if they are listening to this. Uh, and I do, and we, we have really good discussion, actually. And we have a really good laugh, and we do get on really well uh most of the time. But I think. I remember one of the first conversations I had, I was coming into university from a not very academic place. You know, the education standard was pretty not great. I'm not going to lie where I was. Most of my friends, the the amount of political discussion we had was zero and the ethical discussion we had was also pretty zero. Um, So I came in and on the first day, I remember being asked, are you a strong minded feminist? Not my first day of university. And I'll be honest with you. I did not fully comprehend what that was. I could not fully comprehend what that was because I was not educated anywhere near to the extent. The only thing I knew was that feminist was probably related to women. And I knew that much. I knew that much. But the actual ideology behind it in depth like these girls do, I had no idea of it. So I tried to sort of talk my way, into the good books but i was really struggling and i got very little sympathy because i th- I felt yep. judged straight away and that was because they came from a grammar school they came from a family that were quite progressive and listen, my area was in no way, shape or form the same way as their area. And I had none of this. Although look at me now, look at me now talking about this wonderful discussion and having probably more political insight than 99% of people who I speak to from my area. But the point was, again, just what you were saying, Instead of saying, "Oh no, this is ha- so. This is what this means. This is what that means. This is what this means," and finding common ground, it was almost like, "How can you think differently? How can you not be yeah. completely on board with this?" And it was quite. I'm going to be honest; it was a bit of a culture shock that first day or two. I'm not going to lie. Um,
2: but yeah, what's what's yeah? It's that's really interesting because if if she'd have said, "Uh, you'd have said what what's I, I can't really say. I don't really know much about it or yeah, whatever yeah, you'd yeah, said." Yeah, yeah. If she'd have said, "Oh, okay, it's this," you know. We generally support this. Um, it's it's more about spreading equality, educating certain groups, trying to raise awareness. You'd have probably just agreed with her and said, Oh yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I like all that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And to be fair, I will say though, I will say she does a great job of raising awareness generally. I think it was just those first week sort of situations where I it was interesting because three girls in that group were a very similar mindset so it did feel like it was quite a group-minded mentality thing but certainly the the and she'll know who i'm talking about the person who actually does talk about this regularly for you know outside of her role i mean probably even inside of her role she does a phenomenal job at trying to aid that discussion however um i do think that when you look at some of the other areas of The UK, particularly my area, particularly other areas, uh, my area of birth and whatever, you will see that when the education standards lower, when the lack of, uh, when there is a lack of progressive mindset, particularly with the parents of the of the people growing up, then there is going to be a collapse somewhere. And and again, coming back to the cancel culture thing, if you can actually listen to views that you don't agree with on that side, you could say, "Well, hang on, like you said, what about this, 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 and this?" You have I mean, one of the best. You know what? One of the best things it's going to be another section in itself this is going to be a 2 stage part of the podcast but i was going to say one of the hmm. best things uh i read actually was that there was a on twitter there was a man who used to be a, a, in the army us army he was a trump supporter uh, in 2016 and before the the second uh, time trump ran he voted for biden the reason he did that was because he met someone a left-leaning speaker at a I don't know, political event, and he was going at her with hatred. He was going to go at her and, you know, essentially didn't agree with anything he said, thought badly of her, you know, again, completely nothing in common. And I think he tweeted or messaged her that he didn't agree on this and this and this. And she, all she said was, okay, that's all she said, okay how about you want to have a coffee or, you know, something like, so these are two American people. So they had a, they had a coffee, they had a meet and whatnot. Uh, they didn't talk about politics. They talked about just life himself and herself. And they talked about the different circumstances and they, they found they had quite a bit in common and they met again for coffee or whatever. And they all, they, they met a few times and they, they again, shared more and more income, more and more in common. They built quite a friendship and then all of a sudden, all the anger and the hatred that he had of certain topics started to disintegrate because he realized, well, hang on, I'm actually learning without feeling like I'm, I'm being forced to learn. I'm learning through kindness. I'm learning through yeah. conversation. And then he voted for Joe Biden because he thought that the Donald Trump. Now, I'm not saying that everybody voted for Trump was necessarily in the wrong. But what I'm saying is that was two people from completely opposite opposing sides of the spectrum. Two people with different educational backgrounds, and yet they found common ground. They weren't they were didn't show animosity towards each other, or even though he might have felt it initially, and without having full on strenuous debates, they found a similarity. They found a togetherness, and they found common sense through simple conversation.
2: Yeah, I think this one of the one of the interesting things about sort of cancel uh culture or at least social media particularly on the left is that everyone says you need to be educated if you're not educated this if you're not educated that then if you say okay could you tell me about that or you know i'd like to hear it from a person everyone's first response is it's not my responsibility to educate you kind of thing and that's such like a hostile environment it's like you're trying to gatekeep educating yeah. people surely if you're on of that viewpoint yeah. you should want to spread you literally have the opportunity Someone's yeah. someone's literally admitted they're willing to learn about your yeah. viewpoint and that you have the opportunity to try and get convince someone or at least share your opinion with someone and they might change it and you're telling them to get lost and it's not your responsibility yeah. like it's a, it's a silly uh it's a silly thing um, I actually got into, this was after just, while well, uh, well, it's in, fresh in my mind, well, semi-fresh in my mind, this was after uh, I went on your podcast. Um, I got oh. into a small debate. With Lovely. My, uh, she is, she's a very good friend of mine. She has a very different background to me. We grew up in the same area, okay. uh, but she has had a very different, Set of personal and childhood circumstances um, to me, and we got into a debate about. This was after the policing, uh, the policing, the new policing bill, where the police could use oh, discretion okay. to um, to decide which protests were good and which protests were bad. Okay. He was telling me that there was absolutely. She I she basically asked about the podcast. And I probably knew that she wouldn't like what I had said because it was much more central than she would probably agree with. What, what, what,
1: what, uh, just for interest, what political side would she be on? Would you have said? She
2: is, she is very left leaning. Okay. Um. And I knew that she perhaps would not 100% agree with what I'd said, but she was open for it, some sort of debate. Anyway, she said that it was absolutely ridiculous that the police should be able to choose uh About protests, and they should only let the good protest happen uh because you can't you can't squash you can't squash uh you, you can't you can't decide what civil rights or what um social rights protests should happen you should only let the good protests happen i said, How do you know if it 's a good protest and she said well if it 's about um if it's about if it 's about something for change and i said okay so would you like the White Lives Matter protest to carry on then? Or would you Ooh. like the anti-lockdown protests to carry on? And she said, no. And I said, okay, should the police stop them then? And she said, yeah. And I said, okay, so they should use their discretion to, to decide which protests are good and bad and stop the bad ones then. That's very good. That's very good. That's very so good. Yeah, it, It's kind of like, oh, no, this one's good. You can't stop it. Oh, well, who says it's good, though? Kind of thing like obviously it is from it's it's kind of that going back to the thing where you know you're in the right but you can't you don't perhaps appreciate that not everyone knows that uh, what you think is right is from the moral standpoint right if yep. you, if you get me yeah um, yeah it's sort of a, a little bit of a I know I'm right and I know the reasons why I'm right but I don't get how I don't get how everyone can't see this. So I'm just going to pretend that they're going out of their way to uh, disagree with me kind of thing. That's really,
1: um, yeah, it is interesting that, yeah. I think,
2: yeah, no, that is
1: that is well put. I mean, I think, and it, and it was a really interesting argument that you had there. And also, because I think, again, if you target things with common sense, I always think, in an argument actually if someone else raises their voice first you have won the argument you've won it because yep. you lose composure you you lose and often you raise your voice because you don't have anything adequate to add to the point that's just been made i've had this yep. a few times recently yep. and i smoke to myself and think yep one no but <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, it's true and it it's also on, on a I mean, to be fair, cancel culture could be a whole whole episode itself, but what is also interesting is on the other side because you've said there it's really interesting that she thinks certain things should be cancelled, but again, it's open to discretion, but at the same time, the hypocrisy in the sense that the police should decide that, well, who else should decide it? Should it be her personally? Should it be um, the left-leaning community? You know, again, it really it, it really does open that up. But also, you would say, to, like, as a, just to bring it back again, um, on the other side, because we talked a bit about the left, but on the other side, the right-wing people who say, oh, you can't say anything these days, well, I always think, as I said, but you can say something. Sorry, you can say You can say what you can say what really you want. Now, often when you say that, um, well, there'll be two situations. One, you're being a bit of a melon, because you're probably saying something nasty or offensive or not very good. Um, or two, again, you've got that issue with the left leaning um side of it where you 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 meant felt bad. Now so there's two separate sides to it. But it ties in as well. And I was thinking about this with political correctness and obviously just naturally it ties in with cancel culture with political correctness though. You do have, it is really interesting because everyone says, well, a lot of people on the right will say oh, political correctness go mad. You can't say, this, you can't say that, but it is part of our semantic or, or, or for better or, or it's part of our word, our society word structure that we think is acceptable. So, for example, if we said now that we couldn't say certain words that we've said all the time, we'd be out, some of us would be outraged. We'd be say, oh, that's a bit far. Uh, you can't really cancel that word. That's a bit woke. That's another word, woke. We like the word woke. Uh, that seems to be a word that's had lots of pejoration over time when it actually meant to be educated. Now it seems to mean to be a, lo- a loony left and skeptical, really. If that's, I, I actually think probably there are a lot of pros to be in work. But anyway, if you put words in now that you say you can't say, we'll all go, Oh no, 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 no. That's not good. That's not good. And I think, I think the things already that I think is a bit crazy, like um, using, not using management, using, because it might offend woman, woman management. That's one that I had at the back end of, of radio. And I think that personally does seem a bit ridiculous. However, If these things did get put into play into our discourse into our into our language, the kids and the generations growing up wouldn't care. They would know nothing about it. The older generations would. It's similar to how we grow up, right? In our area, we used to sit in my area. Sorry, not your area. My area. It used to be quite common practice to call people from Pakistan a slur. That used to be how people were grouped. P
2: A. K-I, right I think I think generally perhaps uh, in my area that was also yeah to some extent to some extent the case
1: and if you grew up in that time and by all accounts, well obviously people who were older, people would say oh that's what we used to say and they haven't been and many of them are, who were that age haven't been educated because such is the thing you don't really get that when you reach that certain age, particularly in, in my area, and they used to still call them it without the feeling of offence because that's all they'd ever called them but then for me growing up I grew up in education and you weren't you didn't call them that you called them well you wouldn't call them that essentially you call them by their name exactly yeah but the,
2: the funniest thing is I actually had a friend okay. uh, sorry to interrupt but I had a friend um he's from well he was born in uh born in the UK obviously but his family was from Bangladesh yes uh and he said I don't mind people, or well, he said, I do mind people calling me this word. Yeah. I only mind it because I'm not actually from Pakistan.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. um, which, the, word, the word's offensive. It is, right? but but, it is, but it is to
1: us. But as I say, things we would not find offensive now, for example, w- you could argue management, manager on that level because there is no inclusivity, You could argue, I have heard people say in management meetings I had at university, oh, we need to change that. And at the time, I sit there and think, woke, loony left, right? In my head a little bit. But in 20 years to say, if that did come about, the, the newer generations wouldn't mind. And it's no, just, if you it, just said... We're always evolving our language, though. We are always evolving. it, And yeah. generally, political correctness and all of that, there are always going to be little intricacies that get picked up and you go, oh, it's PC gone mad. But 95% of the time, that, and I'll attribute to cancel culture and wokisms and all of that, 95% of the time, they're in place for good. They're in place for inclusivity. They're in place for equality. Sure, it's going to get a bit crazy sometimes, but... I do believe that the majority of the time they are doing the right thing. They're at least in place we know to do the right thing. It might seem a bit much for us, but we essentially have a a view of, of the world based on how we grew up and the world's ever evolving. So, you know, I get I guess like our parents, like people behind us, we will also, we will get to a point where we're going, oh, it's a bit far that, isn't it? Because as we get yeah. older, we think, why is it changing? But that is the world. That is our language. It's always changing. Yeah. We're always progressing.
2: I mean, it's just when you're, when you're old, you sort of care a bit less and you're a bit <laughs> less willing to learn, mm. perhaps. Mm. And it, it just seems like, oh, well, why couldn't I just say what I was saying before? You know, yeah. Yeah. Everyone, everyone was suddenly happy with it. And now they're not happy with it. Why could, like, yeah. like, it's how suddenly, how suddenly everyone offended overnight? Why can't I just carry on saying it kind yeah. of thing? Yeah. Uh, but I think, I think, to, yeah, I think it's, I don't have a problem with language changing really. Mm. If they yeah. said, if they said it work, I, I think as long as you don't police it, yes like, again, as, lo- as long as you're not the language police, you know, <laughs> you accept that if someone's intentions are correct, hello, hello, it. hello. Did you call this person a manager <laughs> yeah exactly like if if you assume someone's intentions are correct, people make mistakes, nobody can be perfect if someone if someone uh yeah says manager or says the wrong thing that's not totally discriminatory, it's just perhaps not worded correctly um and they're willing to admit that they made a mistake and that perhaps they're their hearts in the right place, but they don't know what to say.
0: Yeah,
2: then I, I don't see too much problem with that because the effort is genuine.
1: Okay, I've got a re- so there, there there is you just reminded me. And this is a good way to really round this debate off, which has been lasted the longest debate ever on Pints of Politics UK, which is why I'm really tempted to make this two parter. To I'm, be honest, with I'm you.
2: very happy to hold the record. Yeah, uh, but
1: <laughs> of the debate, but um, so there was a there was a recent story, and this was on GB News actually. About someone who worked, I think it was at Sainsbury's, and she had been working there for a long time, many years. She's well-respected staff member, a white female, uh, of a certain age. I, I looked, I saw the photo, maybe forties, fifties. I'll have a Google in a second while you're off. While you're offering your analysis, but um, she basically had said there was a toy on the on the shelf. And it was a black toy, right? And she'd said, oh, um, should, should we really be selling this? Because Black Lives Matter. Now, it's not the best joke, I will say. It's not. It's not that funny. But I don't even know if I get it. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, that, that's what someone else said. I think this was on News. I think Tom Horwood said the same thing. I, I, it went over my head a bit. So it was a black toy toy that was that was black yeah and she said should we be, re- be really selling this black lives matter so essentially you know should shouldn't we be keeping it or i don't it was a bad joke it was pretty poor i think she was basically saying should, should we shouldn't be selling this off you know this is a, you know treating them like i don't know it was it, it was a bad joke basically okay right but she said it to a black colleague the black colleague got offended told the manager and she got fired so in that situation, now, it's interesting because they actually had a black colleague on GB News, two black colleagues discussing this, and they both said, well, it was a pretty bad joke, but she didn't probably mean any harm by it. She'd been working there for a long time. She's got quite a yeah. friendly rapport with other colleagues. You know, it was just probably one of those where you're of a generation where you're probably not quite as up-to-date with everything as some of your yeah. young counterparts, you seem friendly enough. She said that to a black colleague, probably wasn't the best thing to say, but it's like you were saying, it's almost tripping over your words to a point. So, I mean, she's got a job at um, in another retail place now, I believe, but that would be a good example, wouldn't it? Of, I would say, avoiding common sense and, and, and almost claiming offence yeah. i mean am i on the same time am I right to say i can't be in the in the position of the black woman saying that she shouldn't be offended because i i i'm a white male right yeah but yeah, when there were two black colleagues on the on the news who were basically sort of sticking up for the white woman who was fired, then i mean i I personally would more inclined to say that would be an example of p c gone mad to a point yeah
2: isn't there that uh isn't there a Ricky Gervais quote where he said um uh, I I look to laugh. You look to be offended, and that's why I'm happier than you, or something. I think you can always look for the look for the offence. Yes. Um, now, admittedly, the the it, you don't have to look very hard in the case mm. of that in yeah. the case of that joke. Okay,
1: so just just for a bit of context, though, Marianne Cunnington, uh, fifty-two years old, and it was a Bing toy, a Bing toy. So it was. I don't know what they are. It's not a search engine toy. It's us. not a search well, engine toy. But uh, it that that's that's what it was. And uh, but the judge actually did rule. This went to court. The judge ruled she was actually unfairly dismissed and will receive a payout. Um, again, I, even if there was a complaint, gone in, I think the easiest thing to do from a manager's point of view would have been to probably say, right, bad joke. She's been working with us for a long time. Most of the staff like, you know, the staff like her. She, she's got a good rep. She probably didn't mean anything by it. Just apologize if there was any offense yeah. when it's done. But I feel like there was a sense of, of fear, maybe from that owner, that they'd be declared a racist if they yeah. didn't do that. Now, I know it's a very thin line, this, because of course, you don't want to excuse all forms of of, of casual racism because that's, you're going backwards then. But yeah. obviously, I, I always I always consider myself the more I think about it you now, the more I think I'd like if I was a if I was a political uh representative, I'd like to label myself, and this sounds very right wing, but of common sense politics, which I think is somewhere in the centre as opposed to the right, but I hear a lot of right wing thinkers saying that. But in that situation, you know, it's just madness. It is absolute I, I yeah, and I'm happy the woman's won a payout, to be fair. Um, I'm not even going to have a go at the 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 black worker who who, who may be reported. I mean, to the it's manager. in her
2: rights to be exactly offended she, by it. She can be offended by whatever she wants to be.
1: But the manager should surely look at that situation and think, right, okay, let's weigh both of these sides up and yeah. come to a better conclusion than ah, no, I'm going to fire them because I'm scared of what might happen if I don't. Yeah.
2: Surely there's some some other disciplinary procedure uh, yes. in place, especially if there's no now. Especially if there's no real... Uh, other than, obviously, there's one complaint. Now, I'm not saying one complaint's not enough. Yeah. Like, But clearly a bad joke, right? Yeah. But if there's no other grievances, really, from this member of staff or other members of staff mm. that she treats anyone differently Yeah. or she treats anyone unfairly because of their race or because of who they are, mm. then... Mm-hmm. Surely the disciplinary procedure should be to to educate her more towards saying, you know, something not like that. Yeah, it's it's not on. But you know, we've seen we've seen you don't treat people unfairly. But the next stage of that is to to not say things that will offend people, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. Surely there's some. Surely there's some disciplinary procedure before her just losing her job. Yeah you would um, you would have thought so. you would think so. Yeah. I think
1: sometimes people I think there is a there is a thing, and again, it's a dangerous thing to say out loud, but I think people do look for conviction before common sense applies. and yeah. I think that's probably worse in in certain celebrity culture um in certain in the public eye, I think that's probably a bit worse, but yeah it's not again that's not something i necessarily agree with at all i mean the council culture is the whole spectrum really and there's some elements to it that that aren't good there's some i think there's some elements to council culture that are that are important it's important to cancel certain figures at certain times it's important that people realize that they're not really being cancelled in certain situations unless they do have that platform and it's also important that generally we avoid trying to cancel other people's opinions because again, the I'm getting Adam quote this, but the cornerstone of every democracy is debate, which I think yeah. is a wonderful little phrase. Just going to round off this whole thing with a funny, I'm not even going to say funny, a, a very, it's not funny. It's a bit disturbing, a bit crazy, a bit wild. But Donald Trump's back on the scene to a point, And as I was saying to you before we went on, uh, he was speaking to a uh, host on Fox News and, and a group of, of of besotted supporters, like he was still the president, like he's coming back in 2022. He was making, ironically, he was he was calling out Joe Biden for cognitive decline when this man still thinks he's going to be the presidency in 2022, and he's still talking like he's the president, which is quite, again, quite ironic. I believe um, he also has now decided to sue the tech giants for. Denying his freedom of speech. That's Facebook, Twitter and Instagram.
0: Denying my freedom of speech.
1: Um, wasn't as good as my previous one. But I think that, yeah, it's it's just, it's not, it's not even funny. It's crazy. It's wild. It's mad.
2: It's beyond funny. And
1: the Trump's just back. I mean, to a point, he's back in some capacity. He's back talking to people. He did he did seem quite charismatic on the stage. He was talking like he's going to take the office Um back which can't really happen uh i don't think but yeah i mean briefly on that uh not really got time for the american politics section because that was a long, it'd been cancelled yeah. <laughs> it's,
2: it's always with me on that we have to skip the american bit
1: <laughs> i mean to be fair this is pints of politics uk i might add so i mean that that is a big bearer the reason why we used to do america was because it is the well, one big heads media is um, founded in America. So it was nice to offer our thoughts on their own political affairs in their country. Secondly, um, there was a lot going on in America, particularly at the start of the year with all of the Trump-Biden issues and, and Trump still believing everything. Uh, and thirdly, uh, of course, they are one of the biggest countries in, in, the, in the Western democracy world. However, I suppose... Given the UK news, we do receive mainly UK news in the UK, obviously, and our knowledge of America does dwindle, I suppose. So when it comes to mayoral elections and things, I think there was a guy in New York, we do lack insight a bit into that area. But on the Trump thing, I suppose it's just a, a resurfacing of, of common knowledge. Um, slightly crackpot man by my accounts, by your accounts, by not by everyone's accounts. Um, and he also said, to be fair, I think he's been slightly misquoted here, but the Independent did say that he said Hitler did a lot of good, um, which is which is interesting misquote. What I think he was referring to when I read up on it was he did a lot of good with the German economy before he went into the, um,
2: the I mean, into the war stage. That's that's technically true, isn't it?
1: Yeah. So um, I think but, I
2: think just because I mean he's obviously probably one of the worst people who ever lived throughout history. Mm, um, but what
1: do you think about Hitler?
2: <laughs> but you know, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that he's never done anything good. Yeah. Uh, uh,
1: no, but I, I that's this is this really ties in. I, I, I know we sort of left debate section literally two minutes ago, but should this I think this is interesting, but should people who are bad people right? So I, I've I I tweeted once or twice. Vladimir Putin's not a nice man, but there is a backhand of respect with some of the things that he says, because I think I remember he was talking about climate change and he was making, I might have said this to you before, but he was challenging Greta Thunberg's point that everyone should be seeking to be greener, better by this, this time and go carbon neutral. And I've said this before on the podcast, but he said something along the lines of... You can't say to developing countries that are struggling where families are just struggling to make ends meet that you have to get rid of your uh, petrol cars, you have to get electric cars, you have to get solar panels, you have to do all of this because they are just struggling to survive, they're struggling to keep ends meet. You can't do it. That's a middle-class luxury. That's a developed country luxury. And I thought he talked a lot of sense on that. That's true. And um, But I tweeted that, remember, and pumped someone, but you can't say that, that's Vladimir Putin. I said, well, yeah. I'm not saying I like Vladimir Putin. What I'm saying is some of the things that he says, I believe to be common sense. And I believe yes. some of the things that he talks about, I, I I would agree with. Doesn't mean I agree with all the things yes. Vladimir Putin does. Far from it. But again, to, to slightly support Trump on this, I read when the this was, a, this was a classic, I think it was the Independent who put it, I, I followed the Independent on Facebook, and Angry React was the top. Obviously, because uh, it was Trump and it was the Independent and everyone else saying no surprise, no surprise. There's no surprise here, no surprise, no surprise. Course Trump had said it's course Trump, and it was and it wasn't surprised me at all that that was the reaction. But like we just said, it's true. So <laughs> even yeah. though I, I I don't like Donald Trump particularly much as a political leader, but
2: it's yeah, it's surely impossible, right? That no matter how bad of a person you are, that every single thing you say is false or incorrect you know like, what,
1: you know what as well because jordan peterson who we discussed you mentioned yeah. jordan peterson to a strong left-leaning person they weren't no they weren't <laughs> <laughs> they weren't any of it and i know that i know some of my some of my former flatmates would despise jordan peterson they wouldn't watch a the video they despise him um some people that i know of similar mindset to me actually quite like him I quite like him. I know Adam's not a big fan of him, actually, but I I don't mind him. Um, Do I think
2: he's a great bloke? I mean, from what little experience I've had, no. But did he say something today that I agreed with? Yeah, yeah, like
1: yeah. And that's the thing to be, as well. To be there. How sad is it if you don't? I think there's so much you can learn from people you don't like or people that you you know would consider. This is what I mean when I talk about. I sometimes read going a bit off topic. I sometimes read. Daily Mail pieces, Yeah. because for some reason, some of the family get it. Not my choice of paper, but sometimes I read it online as well. Sometimes I read, I've read the Times, I've sometimes read the Daily Telegraph, and they're all got, I mean, the Daily Telegraph and the Mail are quite right-wing, and they are quite obviously right-wing, and you read it and you, I can hear it, I can see it, it's just so written within agenda. But it doesn't mean, I actually quite like that. I would rather read that, not because I think everyone else should, because a lot of people read it and think, oh, this is the law, right? And and that's not right. If you can read it with a critical eye, though, it's perfect. I read I read the pieces and I think, well, this is what they think. This is probably what a lot of other people think because they are influenced by this. Um, and that's the other side of the argument to this. And sometimes I'll read a piece in there and think, ah, that's a good point, actually. You know what? That's fair enough. I do agree with that. Yeah. As opposed to just, I don't
2: know what would my newspaper of choice be. Um, well, Guardian. I quite like
1: the i and the Guardian's already. I, right, like, yeah. I
2: like, I like. There's four that I've sort of got in my uh,
1: yeah,
2: Independent Times, Guardian, i. Is the i's like the little Independent though, isn't it? I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, think that's quite nice because it's like a little bit of like a bite-sized thing.
1: Yeah, I like i. Um it it, it is good. I i <laughs> <I'd>... <laughs> 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 i i. I do think that I would like more. It's difficult because I, I would say I, I would like more political, politically neutral pieces. But I, how can you be politically neutral when you're writing? You're always going to be writing with the, with an agenda at the back of your mind. A lot of these papers have editors. Not many people are going to be slap-banging the centre and taking both sides. A lot are, well, as I showed to before, a lot of editors are right-wing. What I think, like I say, what I think is... And and it's going back again, but going back to we, we just touched on Hitler, we just touched on Trump. You should never, I don't think, just be like, for example, I don't like, but I'm not a big fan of Boris Johnson. No secret. Neither are you, I don't think. But there might be something Boris Johnson says where you think, OK, you know, that's all right. That 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 doesn't that does make some kind of sense or this what this government do. And that does make some kind. The vaccine rollout, I I waxed lyrically about it because they were ahead of the curve. They got it done and they were ahead of most of Europe on that. And for a long time, it looked like we were steaming ahead in this race to freedom. I was praising of that. I was praising of the response. I was praising of the fact that Boris Johnson set out at the time to be a roadmap that looked quite realistic, that was uh, taking into account covid um, the, the, the the scientific view that wanted lockdown for a very long time and then there were the other people who wanted it to be all unlocked by by April and it was sort of a halfway house. I was praising of that. If you can't, if you, all you can do is say boo, 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 then no one's going to listen to you. No one's going to listen. Like oh. it's moaning about stuff.
2: Exactly. Moan yeah. when it's
1: appropriate.
2: And it's like the plenty- boy who cried wolf. If you say everything's bad all the time, and you can't give anyone any praise, then why would anyone listen to you kind of thing? Because it's just like, oh just, I mean, you know, it's, it's mostly bad, it.
0: but when it's like, good, yeah, <laughs> I, will,
2: I, I will accept I don't like Boris Johnson that much. No. no. But like it, it can't all be bad. Like it's statistically, it's very improbable that uh someone, especially if someone's fairly well educated, yeah, that they they must say at least a few things that are correct or do a few things that are good yeah well at least
1: least his hair is always nicely combed isn't it um
2: yeah yeah that's a good point uh
1: looks like a looks like a bomb that was that was heavy sarcasm well
2: you know each to their own got respect got respect the man's mop I, I don't. Um, I don't no, no. <laughs> he does. He does need a bit of a trim, to be fair. I'll he does. Get, he does. He does. I keep... think it's. I think it's just the the very bright blonde hair. At, uh, as you get into sort of middle age, looks strangely un- unnatural. I would say. Maybe it's a wig. <laughs> um <laughs> probably is to be you fair. wouldn't buy that if it was a wig, would you? Yeah, no, probably
1: not. Probably not. <laughs> bold Boris would be quite a scary prospect, I must admit. I,
2: I... have you seen uh, there's a picture that someone edited of Bald Trump? He just looks like a <laughs> oh, yeah. he just looks like a normal bloke. Like he would he would he wouldn't even look that bad bald. He'd look like a normal, like it'd suit him quite well.
1: Bald Trump.
0: I like my hair, I think it's luscious, I think it's beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful, ginger hair, strawberry blonde. <laughs> strawberry blonde is the best. I love it. Much better than Sleepy Joe. Sleepy Joe has no hair. <laughs> He's in cognitive decline, and I will be the president of the United States. Bigly,
1: fantastic. There you go, Mister Trump. Oh, do you want to ask Mister Trump any questions? Um, <laughs> There's a lasting word. No. Uh,
2: okay. What do you think the euro final it's going to be like mr trump oh that's a good one actually that's a good one so this this will go out probably
1: you'll be able to listen to it actually um after the euro finals happened so you'll be able to hear if donald's got his prediction right but yeah. you like paul the octopus but like <laughs> yeah.
0: listen listen augustine i think you're great i think you're a great guy i am like paul the octopus i just know everything about soccer and football I think it will be a great game. The English are a great team. They're a great team. The best team. Some say the best team. But I think the Italians are great. Roberto Mancini is a super manager. He has a great midfield. Jorginho is a world-class creator, a world-class. Best. Some say the best. But I think that Shiro and Mobile will get a goal and Chiesa will score too. But you know who I don't want to win the Euros? China. (laughs) (laughs)
1: now knowing Donald he probably would probably would think that China were in whereabouts
0: is China in Europe exactly exactly it's I don't know
1: yeah I I mean he did have a way with words certainly a way of saying China but yeah wonderful that is it Uh, brief I I wish I could do more political leaders because I'm not a big fan of Donald Trump to be honest with you but what can you do I can't really do much about that that's just my limited impressions um, Paul earlier Um, thanks for listening be sure to like, comment, review, subscribe, all of the good stuff, all of the good stuff on all good platforms as well. Um, I would say follow at Pint and poll uh, but you're probably better at following at the Johnny Bentley because at Pint and poll despite a, you know, a dedicated account being set up, doesn't get much dedication from me because I'm a very busy bean. Um, alternatively, you could follow Gus's Instagram at
0: right Gus. Okay, yeah, it's, yeah. The, it's
1: the right way around where you won't get much political opinion, but I'm sure that's where Gus finds most of his um, political argument with uh, particularly looking at stories. I know there's one or two that uh, he finds quite disdainful. Um pop up on his feed, will not mention just in case. Um, thank know, you. Man. Stay safe. So I might even just take this little snip where I say like, comment, subscribe, blah, 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 blah. And it's in two parts because this is the longest podcast I think I have ever done. In anything it's ever, it has to be <laughs> <laughs> uh, de- de- cancel culture. So that this will be copied. Paul, hang on. And thanks for getting through to part two extra extravagant episode that it was. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, review all that good jazz. And we'll be back next week, uh, usual time Saturday at 9 a.m. Even though this is sort of coming at you halfway through the week, but.
0: Just too long.
2: Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure.